WHUPLP Hillsboro. Today's poetic guest is as beautiful as she is bold. She describes herself as vivacious, and she isn't afraid to say everything that your average person wouldn't. Her goal is to make you get in touch with the emotions that you don't even know that you have. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare your ears for Debrita, Wild Perfection, with our musical feature being 2016's R&B Male Artist of the Year, Quentin Rashad. Listen as episode three is bringing you some heat. We lit. Attention poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's definition of art. Listeners being our body while our features are our hearts. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. Brought to you by WHUP of Hillsboro, North Carolina. I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. We've got my good friend, awesome, amazing author, writer, actor, actress. My apologies, actress. We've got Debrita Wild Perfection in the building. What up, what up, what up? How's it going, Debrita? <laughs> Good, it's doing well. Yes, thank you for coming in to my third episode. This is episode number three, ladies and gentlemen, and we brought you all perfection. Yes, and again, congratulations, man. Thank this you. This is really dope. Thank you, thank you. Um, I feel great having my third episode featuring Debrita Wild Perfection, not only because she is an amazing artist, hands down my favorite poet in North Carolina. I've told you that quite a few times. Oh, that's dope. Every time my wife um, sees you perform, she's like, oh my gosh, I love her. <laughs> and so it's really, really good to have you in the building. Not only are you an amazing artist, but we are also um, comrades. We're friends. We've performed in plays together. The first time I met her, I can't stress enough how serious I thought she was. She's like, boy, you need to stop playing. <laughs> Like, I just kept being silly during the audition. And I really as, don't remember any of As that. we were rehearsing the lines, <laughs> and you told me, he's like, you need to stop playing and get serious. And then literally about five seconds later, you and Bishop start joking. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I understand how this is going to go. Our relationship is based upon silliness trying to be serious. Bishop would do that, though. Bishop will turn a very serious situation into laughs and giggles and mess everything up. <laughs> for, those, for, for those of you who do not know who we are referring to, uh, we are talking about a man by the name of Kareem Bishop. Omega. He is a comedian. And a host. He, he uh, hosts too. He hosts. He's a host. He has a show um, called Intelligently Ratchet on Facebook. I hope that you all get a chance to check that out. Um, I'm, I'm into plugging my friends. I can plug Bishop all day. He is an amazing guy. So for those of you who are listening, he's not even our feature and we're talking about him. So right. that shows you how awesome that he is. Um, but let's get back to our feature. Wild 
perfection. Where, where did that where did that come from? I have always wanted to ask you, where did wild perfection come from? Okay, so back in college, I used to work in a library. That was like my work study um, that they gave me to help with my financial aid. And so I was working on the on-campus library and I was putting some books away and I came across a book that said wild perfection. And I never opened it. So to this day, I have no clue what was in the book or anything. But I saw it on um, on the outside of the book. And I was like, this is a really dope name. Like, this sounds like me. So from then on, I decided that my uh, my poet name was going to be Wild Perfection. But like, like I said, to this day, I have absolutely no idea what that book is about. Awesome. So was that mainly like a self-entitled name or did you kind of go over that with some of your friends? Like, what do you think about the name Wild Perfection for Debrita? And they agreed or as soon as you seen it, you was like, no, this is my name. No, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is me because I am I'm a bit of a rebel. I don't like the, to follow rules. I do things that people think are, are kind of weird or kind of out there sometimes i'm a little extra a little bit so the wild portion really fit me and then the perfection was just kind of like me feeling like i'm still perfect with all of my flaws and my wildness so that was how that fit me how i felt that it fit me i feel like when i hear the title wild perfection um the first thing that comes to mind is like an eagle um, because wow. they're, they're wild and they are one of the most dangerous animals out there in the and world one of the most beautiful and then animals. one of the most beautiful animals yeah. in the world and they are really like protective over themselves they mm -hmm. make sure that they put their nest on the very high top of the mountain so when i hear wild perfection like the first thing that comes to mind is an eagle oh, because nice. if they're flying into the the sky like we look at them like oh my gosh look how majestic and amazing that that eagle is you can tell that that's an eagle by the way that it's flying into the air mm -hmm. and but you know you better not mess with it at all at, you will get jacked up you will get jacked the up eagle could pick you up literally Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to relate that to your performance style. I've heard you perform, oh my gosh, a number of times, and you definitely make your listeners soar with you. So wow. I am going to give you that that title as as the eagle. You are my eagle in poetry nice. because oh, you definitely nice. capture your audience and you make them just kind of watch you be so majestic and free flowing with your words. Thank you. I like that. Let me find out. I need to. Start going by Wild Perfection, the eagle. Wild Perfection. <laughs> we go see the bridge. She gonna have an eagle tattoo on her face, which is just gonna be like right there, right in the middle, <laughs> right there in the middle of your face. So we are here in appreciation of poetry. You all know this is episode three. Spoken stories is revolving around poetry. I feel like that is one of the most unique forms of art. It literally just takes a pen and a piece of paper and your emotions to become a poet. So you do that to the severity. You are an amazing artist. Um, I seen on your Facebook that you won Poet of the Year. G give me a little insight on that. Nice. Okay, so um, there's this awards, uh, there's this award, it's called the Feature Highlight Awards, and basically it is just, um, it's an award show with uh, artists, artists get together. So there's poets, there's dancers, there's actors, there's directors, producers, rappers, the whole nine, singers, and they give out awards. And it's, I want to say that it's mostly local, but there are artists who come from out of state to be there or to perform. Um, and all of a sudden, I remember my friend uh, Kevin Stone, who's an actor, a wonderful actor, he he uh, sends me a message and he's like, hey, I just nominated you for uh, Future Highlight uh, Poet of the Year, um, just so you know. And I'm like, what? So I'll go look at their rules and they're like, you know, um, if you want to nominate somebody, make sure you send us, you know, an email. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, let me make sure that I like get all my friends and my family on board. So uh, the process is that you have to get a certain number of emails with your name in it, and then they actually make you a nominee. And so then I found out I was a nominee. So then I had to get everybody else 
to vote again for me. And then I ended up winning. I really didn't think I was going to win because it was somebody nominated that won last year. And so in my head, I was like, okay, well, she probably, you know, people already know who she is. And so she's probably going to win again. I had never heard of her, but um, I I thought she had a a huge following. So um, even when I went to the actual award show, which was only, what, a week ago or two weeks ago, um, I didn't think I was going to win. Like, I was literally talking to, to another artist named Justin the Beloved um, who performed there, and I'm sitting there talking to him, and all of a sudden they were like, Davina, Wild Perfection. And I was like, oh, my gosh, wait, what? Like, <laughs> So what was so. that? What was that feeling for you to not even feel like you were going to be nominated? I mean, excuse me, to not even feel like you were going to win the award, to be nominated um, so impromptu with one of your friends nominating you, and then to not only be on the nomination ballot but to win. Like, what was that first feeling that went through your mind when you heard your name? I was just like, oh, my gosh, like people actually recognized me and they recognized my work and enough people believed in me enough to to cast their votes for me. Like, I just this honestly, like this whole like year for me has been feeling like I have been so blessed because people are really starting to see me and see my work and see the things that I do, Um, even from like all the different performances that I've had performing at the National Folk Festival also a couple a few weeks ago. Oh yeah, I seen that you were with one of my favorite light skinned people in the whole wide world, um Aishan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love him. His curly hair, his silly self. So yeah, me and a bunch of poets went to the national which is it's a national festival. So say that say that one more time. A national, national hashtag, festival. Okay. Hashtag. So uh, people were coming from all over the United States to be there and they had us on stage and that I was just like the fact that I even got asked to come out there and perform was huge for me. So this whole year has just been feeling like so, so gratifying that, you know, and affirming for me and my talent. Um, and so excited that people really recognize me and the hard work that I'm putting in. It's so amazing. You mentioned hard work and gratifying and people noticing you. Um, I love the fact that you won Poet of the Year. You just performed at a national show. Um, I'm very aware of your uh, one of your personas in the sense of an erotic poet. Mm-hmm. Um, you are very amazing at that. So for you listeners who are fans of that particular type of style, uh, we're not going to give you any of that today. You're going to have to purchase her book that I'm about to plug. I have a amazing book in my hand with one of the most amazing faces that I've ever seen on the cover. Um, it says The Art of Eroticism by Debrita um, Chanel. I'm going to take this book to the bathroom real quick. I'll, I'll be back um, because I need to read this. I got some stress I need to relieve. I cannot. <laughs> Stupid. Again, you guys are listening to Spoken Stories. Uh, we have our amazing feature, Debrito Wild Perfection, here with WHUP Hillsboro, a um, show focused on poetry. If this is to give you an appreciation of what we do as artists, you know that I am Hillsboro's Poet Laureate, and I have an amazing author, actress, amazing person, one of my good friends, Debrito Wild Perfection, here. And again, I'm just talking about her book here, um, The Art of Eroticism. If you are a fan of reading words that will get you excited and make you break out in sweats, you need to find her. Find her and congratulate her, but not only congratulate her, purchase her book. How much do you sell these books for? Um, So the book is, if you get it from me, it's $15. If you buy it online, it is going to be fifteen ninety nine. Um, and that includes obviously shipping and handling also if you purchase it online. Um, now you can purchase it if you're interested on uh, Create Space on their uh, their uh, online web uh, online store or you can get it on Amazon. Amazon, if you have Amazon Prime and you have your free two-day shipping and if that's more convenient for you, that's cool too. Um, so anywhere, honestly, that sells books, though, it's going to be online there. 
Awesome. So again, this book is called what? What is it called? The Art of Eroticism. Awesome. Let us let us let us get a uh, a poem. Um, of course, some of our listeners may not be a little uh, ready for this art of eroticism. So while she is preparing this poem, guys, I'm gonna go run to the bathroom with this book, and then um, <laughs> let, let's get into this. She's laughing at me, but she's no. I'm about to take these headphones off, and I'm about to be right back. All right. Go go ahead. Give give us some words, sweetheart. Um. <clears throat> there was a hunger growing inside of her so she walked over to the empty cafeteria and then saw the floor glossy for mops a yellow sign in the middle reading wet floors but her stomach was growing desperately impatient kind of mirroring her last relationship she wondered how many times she had seen those yellow wet floor signs and kept walking knowing her heels weren't made to grip unstable people i mean surfaces Knowing she was, knowing she should wait for her tears to dry like this floor, but she was too eager to get to her destination, so she slips. Backbone breaking against his promises, head cracking, shattering the thoughts of how tangible she thought he was, but he told her he would always be water. Slipping through her fingers no matter the position she tried to love him in. Evaporating when she grabbed too tight, she should have paid more attention at stoplights thought yellow meant speed up when it really meant slow down this relationship ends in 100 feet yield to oncoming dishonesty caution impossible work ahead danger heart ices before bridge constantly at a crossroads with my mind and my heart i mean her mind and her heart i mean i'm not meant to be yellow taped just because you want my emotions for you to die and I wish I can control my feelings like Cupid's arrows, but my aim has never been that good. I don't desire to love within anybody's parentheses like some side comment. You see my love. It's paragraph form and MLA format. Fluid pen movements that ease on down pages like yellow brick roads, but always come into contact with tin mans and lions that are too cowardly to say how they really feel. Too scared to be kings of real jungles so they roam in parks like Yellowstone because preying on those who are not used to the havoc of a herd of bison makes their roar seem manlier than it really is but there is a grizzly inside of her that is tired of fighting things that aren't even supposed to be there wish the yellow sign had read poacher three feet ahead maybe then her heart could find the time to heal in hibernation and i wonder i mean she wondered why yellow was even her favorite color in the first place when it's never been a highlight only a warning sign to everything poisonous lurking in the dark wet floors are nothing to play with. They will have you losing your grip on yourself, watching everything around you watching everything around you go in slow motion and leave you on your back, gasping for air, wishing you had never taken that first step in the first place. Falling is only for those who are willing to lose their balance, and since I know you won't be there to catch me, my vertigo is not messing with you anymore. This is the last time that wet floors and the bottom of these hills will ever see each other again. I feel like that that wild perfection name really highlights you. And for me to say that, you remind me of an eagle. You said a line that yield to oncoming dishonesty. I feel like sometimes as poets that we write things that we aren't even understanding how dope that they are. Wow. Yield to oncoming dishonesty. Um, when you wrote that line and as you were soaking in that line and learning that particular poem, did you look at that like, wow, like that's that's a really heartfelt line? No, honestly, no. I was just, you know, it's so funny because as poets, when we write things, we don't know what's going to be 
we don't really know, well, at least not me. I don't know how people are going to take what I write. So when I write certain lines like that, I don't know if it's going to be like, oh, like this is really like, you know, a dope line or this is really like very heartfelt. Like I don't, I don't see any of that because the whole poem for me is, is like that. So, but when I wrote it, it was just like, you know, what kind of signs like, do I do you see on the street that actually mean could mean something else and that, that yield to oncoming the yield sign like sometimes listen there are times in my life when I wish when I was dating somebody that I would have had a yield sign oh yes so that's how I felt when I was writing that it's so it's so crazy I really appreciate your writing style the my love um, is in paragraph form yeah that was brilliant that was borderline wow. genius right there because what that brought me to is somebody really living their life and receiving their love or giving their love in liter in, in sentences opposed to that in-depth paragraph form. And as an English teacher, I was like, oh my God, I hear you. <laughs> I hear your paragraph form. And make sure you indent that first line. Hello, okay. Yeah, make sure, <laughs> make sure you indent that. So I, again, that is, we have Debrita, Wild Perfection, um, straight off a national show that she's done. She did a show last night that um, was lit. Uh, we can talk about that um, just a little bit. And we have her book here. Um, if you like that particular poem, find Debrita Wild Perfection on all your social sites and l- buy that book. If you are listening and you do not go to your electronic device and buy that book, please throw your electronic device out the window because you're not using it right. Yeah, and um, and by the way, I just literally last night sold out of my second shipment of the Art of Eroticism. So I keep on selling out. And so I'm going to get another shipment starting. Um, I'm going to order it next week. So it, it'll be here next week. And, you know, like I said, make sure you get your copy because it's, it's selling. I tell, I tell people all the time uh, with me being here in North Carolina, I've traveled to New Orleans for poetry, Florida, New York. I'll tell people all the time. One thing that I've noticed about North Carolina poets, and maybe it's just the circle that I run with, is that we work. Mm-hmm. We 1,000 percent work. Talk we about we it. appreciate our art to the point that we want to present it to you with radio shows, with feature shows. Um, we have um, merch out. We have videos out. So much. Um, importance that we highlight to share our work with you all. So again, that's all that Spoken Stories is about is sharing poetry with you. So I appreciate you selling out of your work because that really shows that you have an audience out here. You have a following and people are trying to take you home in the sense of (laughs) taking you home in these words. Right. Awesome. I have a question for you. Yes. When did you first perform poetry? Because I noticed as I was reading your biography and talking with your mother, who was also an amazing person, she let me know that your um, impact and love for performance in the sense of acting has always been there. So when did you first pick up a pen and a paper and decide to share a poem? Um, I was in um, college and the uh i was i went to unc greensboro and they had a small like open mic uh thing that they would do i don't even know if it was weekly it might have been monthly or every couple weeks or whatever it was and i have been writing poetry since i was in like um early high school so once i got to college i thought it would be a good idea for me to really sh- to actually share some of the work that i had so at that point that is when I decided to take my poem, and I hadn't memorized any of my poems yet at that time, but in, in, in that college open mic, I decided to take a couple poems, and I went into that open mic, and I did um, 
my first poem and they gave me like a standing ovation and I wasn't even writing then like I do now so in my head I was just like oh like okay like I'm saying something that people really like and people really feel you know and for people to come up to you even back then and say girl that poem that you did oh my goodness like I was just feeling like that you know so after that I was like okay I can be a voice for people so that was that first feeling it was like a rush of course and you know I think every poet gets nervous when they when they get you know in front of people um I know I do every time I I, I go so that first time it was nerve-wracking because your poem is your baby it's, it's not like being an actor or an actress when you're reading other people's words and other people's work this is your words this is your baby this is your emotions and you just want it to to go over well so people really understand you so I was nervous I was excited but of course I had the actors training so I kind of just channeled it and then afterwards it was just it was it was really gratifying so you, you mentioned that you love the fact that how receptive the audience was to you. So my question is, if they wouldn't have been as receptive, would you have went back to the drawing board and possibly tried to write um, something different to get a little more crowd appreciation considering the level of poetry or the fact that they were like, oh my gosh, they love something that I wrote. Let me continue to do this. What, what would that have, What would that relationship have been if they didn't like it? Um, well, I probably would have gone back to the drawing board because at that point I had, had, so, I had written so much poetry that it was just... I could have, I really could have just, you know, if they didn't like that poem, I could have did, a, you know, another poem. You know, I would have just kept coming <laughs> oh, yeah. with the poems that I had until I felt like people really heard me. But, um, you know, poetry is not necessarily about getting standing ovations. And you're not going to get a standing ovation every time you do a poem at all. Um, but it's really just about saying your feelings. Um and, and, and connecting with, with everyday people and letting people know that they're not by themselves and how they feel. Oh, yes. I say all the time. I tell all poets I know. I've said this a thousand times. I probably said this on the previous episodes that I have. So, audience, I apologize if you've heard this before. But <laughs> I'm going to say it again that I feel like as poets, uh, back in the day, um, even in um, Stone Age times, they were storytellers. And um, people that got their voice heard and was able to relay their emotions and others kind of gathered around the fire and they listened to that. I feel like us as poets, that is what we are nowadays. Mm -hmm. You don't hear about a lot of storytelling events and things of that nature. You hear about book readings and people trying to sell their merch. But in the sense of poets, um, there are times where you don't have your book with you and you have shared a poem with somebody. Yeah. And that, to me, is a highlight on what it was hundreds and thousands of years ago when you literally just have someone telling their story mm -hmm. so for that to transition into something called spoken word poetry i feel like i am happy to be a part of that and i am thankful that you are a part of that yes yes yeah so again we, we you know where we are we're at spoken stories whup of hillsborough north carolina we have our feature artist debrita wild perfection and we have a musical artist that she um, reached out to and um, is a fan of so not only do we have an amazing artist as i mentioned before R&B Male Artist of the Year in 2016. Um, a gentleman by the name of Quentin Rashad. I've met this guy thousands of times. One of the most amazing guys yeah. I've met. Super humble, super humble. Yes. Um, very, very nice. Very fashionable, too. I'm going to point that out. So we're going to get into one of his songs that is titled Capital X. Um, I was just chatting with him this morning, and um, he could not thank me enough for having him as my feature artist. So, yes. again, um, listeners, we are giving you Capital X, go ahead, open up your ears.
Listeners, 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 that was Capital X. Capital X, again, remember this name, 2016 Male Artist of the Year, Quentin Rashad, singer, songwriter, producer, Durham, North Carolina native. Uh, That song that we just listened to, Capital X, again, by the way, has over 100,000 views on YouTube. That's amazing for an artist that I am familiar with and is a Durham local to have over 100,000 views on his YouTube channel. If you like that song, please find him on crittenrashad.org. Uh, you can um, send him some information on crittenrashadmusic at gmail.com. That song is available on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, YouTube, all other major uh, major uh, musical distribution sites. So, again, we have Capital X by Quentin Rashad. I hope you all like that song. What do you think about that song, Debrina? Um, I like that song, and I really I love Quentin Rashad, man. That's that's the homie. We we actually have a, um, a song we did together um, that would be for the erotic album that I'll plan to do and um he he produced that and it's dope like it's super dope he's a very cool dude um he's hilarious if you ever uh well you've talked to him but like if you really have a moment like to just sit down and like talk to him for a minute he has the craziest stories ever about life and they're all funny and hilarious (laughs) and he's a really really cool dude he's a very cool guy and that song is dope but you know all his songs are dope (laughs) oh yes yes i have um i personally approached him we were at one of 
uh, a pop-up shop that was in Durham, and I performed at the show. And he was one of the first gentlemen to approach me. He was like, man, I really enjoy your work. And I just complimented him on, on his style. He has a very, very unique style when it comes to dressing out. And uh, we were just talking about art and music, and he and I were just kind of kindred spirits in the sense of wanting to put music out there and just enjoying it for what it was worth. So I appreciate him saying yes to featuring on Spoken Stories. Again, listeners, we got Quentin Rashad. That is a song that you listen to called Capital X, available on YouTube, Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify. Make sure that you are supporting awesome people out here because Quentin Rashad is definitely one of them. I want to get back to the Brita Wild Perfection. So uh, you mentioned that you have a erotic album out. I know that you just performed at an erotic show um, mm-hmm. last night. Mm-hmm. You have a eroticism book out here. But mm-hmm. however, the poem that you just performed for us is not erotic. So I, I have a question. How okay. do you balance the erotic side of Wild Perfection with the general informational or heartfelt poems of the Wild Perfection? Is there a balance that you have to go to where you, when you want to write, you just write what comes out? I, you know, I just write what, what comes out. Luckily, there's a wonderful open mic called City Soul. Um, in, in Raleigh, North Carolina, um, and we perform at Noir. I'm able to, whenever I do write anything, I'm, I'm able to go there and, and perform the poem, you know, for the, that crowd to see how it goes. But there's no, you know, um, typically I just write what I feel. Um, I'll go there, see if it works, or, you know, if it doesn't, if I need to go back to the drawing board. Um, one thing I will say is that I did start, I started doing non-erotic poetry. And when I was, and when I first started performing here, I did non-erotic poetry for years. Um, up until probably like I want to say two three years ago Um, and then after that um, I just I kept writing and I kept writing the erotic poems and um, once I did an erotic poem that people really liked and everybody was like ah I was just like okay this is really fun you know because a lot of people try to look down on erotic poetry um, but it's 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 really really fun Um, and and we have a great time any show that I'm performing at that's erotic theme I mean it's high energy everybody's always supportive so it's it's really cool Um, so once I started doing the erotic poetry of course sex sales so people couldn't they wouldn't stop booking me for erotic shows. <laughs> so I was doing back to back to back to back erotic shows. And I was just like, like recently, like earlier this year, I was like, okay, I really want people to understand, like to remember that I do write about other things. So I actually stopped performing erotic poems for a couple months just so I could get my my heartfelt, you know, really deep stuff out there. Um, and which also worked for me because then I started getting booked for the non-erotic shows. So, you know, you 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 kind of have to watch how you play your hand when you do erotic poetry because people will like to put you in a box um, when they hear that you're good because erotic poetry, good erotic poetry is very hard to do without making it sound um, raunchy and, you know, just gross and uncomfortable. Oh, yes. So, y- yes, 1,000%. Yeah. I will say that you are very good at making that particular erotic poem be tasteful. Yeah. You don't necessarily go straight to the point with the vulgar words and the descriptive describing the human body to the point where somebody may be turned off about it. You really make it beautiful. Right. And that's one thing that I enjoy. And I've heard that from a couple other people that you've never necessarily spoke with before. A friend wow. of mine um, from Durham came to one of the shows um, that church throws and church, by the name of the gentleman that I just mentioned church, he throws a lot of shows. So if you're listening, please look up Joseph Churchill um, church. Well, excuse me, but he came to one of the shows, a friend of mine, and he was just like, wow, she is very good at what she does because you made it very sensual, right. like like a unicorn. Like <laughs> like it was very very amazing, and he just could not get enough of you. So I'm gonna make sure I let that gentleman know who was yeah. a fan of yours who didn't who was too shy to say something to you. Like, hey, bro, 
she has a book out. And like, yeah, <laughs> tell him thank you very much, and I appreciate that. That's really cool. Oh yes, yes. Um, so if you had to choose, if you had to choose, um, if somebody took your notebook and said, you know what, for a week straight, you can only write erotic poems, or you can only write more um, relatable poems. What would you choose? Um, probably right now, relatable. 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 But that's just because my erotic, you know, like I feel, I don't want to say I'm erotic poemed out, but I've been having to write new erotic um, poems for the shows that I've been having. So I'm, I kind of really am trying to get back to the poems of more substance, um, I should say, because it's not like, it's not that the erotic poems are, are not, don't have substance in them, but it's just that, you know, you want to get into the deeper stuff and the things that um, are closer to your heart. Oh, yes. And that's what I would really like to get back to. And I, and I have been writing, I have been writing a bunch of stuff. I actually just sent some stuff to um, Desan Hanu um, and he looked over one of my poems and edited it for me and it's not erotic at all so and you know so there's stuff that i have not performed um yet at all but they're all all that stuff is not erotic so i'd, I'd have to say the non-erotic i feel like the last time i performed an erotic poem um because i used to be on the erotic scene as well and i just like kind of forgot my erotic pen mm. and it's not necessarily saying i'm not, I'm not getting busy <laughs> <laughs> by any means uh and um that's what one of my friends said, bro. That's because you need to like have some fun in life, quote mm-hmm. unquote. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I definitely have my fun, but yeah. I get so distracted with mm-hmm. political issues yeah. and family and students and, and that's what you really finances write about. and so many things that I feel like I have to talk about because it's on my mind. And every time I sit there and say, you know what, I'm about to sit here and write an erotic poem. It feels so forced when I'm literally thinking about something else that's and the right. other poem just flows out. So that's it's just right. really my mind is so heavy with current issues and things of that nature. So do you feel like that's something that has kind of put a roadblock in your writing style as well in the sense of writing something so that but something else may be heavy on your heart oh yeah this um this the show that we had last night uh for foreplay it was you know it it I, we had to write a new and I, it was a collaboration poem so not only did i have to write a new poem but i had to write a new poem with somebody else so it was brand new stuff that i had to write and i was it was so hard <laughs> for me to write and organize the poem and make sure I had the topic and make sure that everything flowed correctly because I just wasn't in the headspace. You know, I wanted to write about some stuff that had been affecting me in my childhood. I wanted to write about the political stuff. I wanted to write about um, my ex <laughs> who, um, you know, I just recently started getting back, you know, cool with and stuff like that. So I was just like, I don't really, you know, I, I don't really want to write about this. I just had came off of the folk festival. So I was like, like, which, you know, I wasn't talking about anything erotic. So I was just like, I don't really feel like doing this, but I committed to it and I have to do it. So let me write this, you know. So it kind of did feel a little bit forced. I mean, it was still fun, but um, that definitely is is the reason for why, like you said, there is a, a little bit of a roadblock. Oh, yes. You mentioned more of the political serious poems. You have a poem and I can't wait. I'm going to ask. Hopefully you can prepare to share it. And if you say no, I definitely understand. <laughs> I'm just going to throw something at you. But um you have a poem, and it's talking about um, Black Panthers, how they're, they kind of have spots, and, um, like, you really emphasize the importance of black. And I know, I know for a fact you know what poem I'm talking about. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to ask and request. And I haven't requested a poem from, an, from a, uh, one of my features yet, but I am highly requesting that poem. I wanted to make sure last night as I was getting this outline together that um, – I kind of snuck that poem on you, but um, before we even get into that poem, give me a prelude. Give me a little intro of what brought forth this heavy rights. Because the first time I heard you perform that, like I'm like, 
I want my kids to hear this. Nice. That was the first thing I thought about when I heard that. Like, my kids need to hear this, especially my beautiful black daughter. She needs to hear this poem so she can remember how awesome that she is, especially from an, a beautiful black face that you are. So when what what gave you such a superpower in the sense of writing that particular poem? And I'm doing this intro on purpose, audience, so I know the buildup is probably killing you. Like, let me just hear the poem. But... I promise you it's worth it. Give me some insight on, on what created that. Um, so what created that is, you know, basically everything that, you know, Kaepernick is kneeling for, everything that the Black Lives Matter movement is for, um, everything that um, Sandra stood for. And, you know, it's, and that's just that, you know, um, the black community is, um, is hurting. And it's always been hurting in, in America. Um, the community, our community, has always been attacked. Um, there's systemic racism. There's injustice um, economically. There's injustice um, in 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 uh, the court systems. There's injustice just everywhere around us. Um, but the poem for me, when I wrote it, I wanted to discuss. Um, first of all, how powerful the image of a Black Panther is. Um, there's a line in the poem, and I say Black Panthers can survive in any climactic condition, which is what we are. It doesn't matter if it was slavery. It doesn't matter if it was the civil rights era. It doesn't matter what it was. We have overcome, and just right now, you know, we're, we're, we're seeing these cases of police brutality, which has been going on forever, honestly. This is not new. It's just new because we're seeing it on film. Um, but this stuff has been going on forever, but we're going to, even this, we're going to get through this, like this whole thing, the Trump era, the, the white supremacists coming back, we're going to get through this. Like we've gotten through everything out else because that is who we are. That is how powerful we are. That is how thick our blood is. That is our thick, how gene, our, how thick our genes are. I mean, we, our people come from the beginning of civilization. Every person on this earth came from Africa, everybody, you know, so we're, we're strong, we're resilient. We are just like a Black Panther. There's no, there's no um, coincidence that the Black Panthers chose that particular animal. You know, that's what that, that animal is. It is it's a beautiful, it's majestic, it can survive anything, you know, and that's what we do. So that's what made me write that particular poem. Awesome, guys. We've got Debrita Wild Perfection in the studio, and she is going to bless your ears with some amazingness. This is one of my favorite poems. Um, I can't wait to hear it again. So um, without me talking anymore, here we go. Wild Perfection, go ahead and do what you do, sweetheart. When I was little, my mother told me my black was beautiful, like special dark chocolate black, like God personally handcrafted me from the dirt and added in an extra serving of cocoa black. Not like nightmares, but like space, my skin, glittering like galaxies, like the twinkling of black diamonds, like black girl magic, infinite, logarithmic, light years into my own perfection. So tell me, why is it that earth makes me feel dark like black hole? Like gravity is tugging at my inside so hard that my light can't even get out like dying star. Like, even if I met my black king, this world would make me a black widow, a poison to society, black like the ghost of Christmas yet to come. Like, when my family members leave the house every day, I won't know if they'll make it back alive to sing another Christmas carol, Black. Like, I'm unlucky. Like, Black Cat. Funny. How they tried to turn Black Panthers into house pets and then got mad when we instinctively attacked those who put us in cages. You can't treat us like animals for almost 500 years and then get mad when we become primal. Fact. Black Panthers have a dark coat, 
But if you look closely, you can still see our spots, which means we're still a part of the same family as our fair skinned panthers and leopards. We're just better at blending in with the night fact. Black Panthers are known for being fast and extremely agile. Too bad we have not mastered the art of outrunning a bullet. Fact. Black Panthers love to roam alone, but it seems that makes it easier for hunters to target us. Fact. Black Panther cubs are born blind and with their eyes closed, and I hate that seven-year-old Ayana was asleep and could not look into the eyes of her murderer. Black Panthers are often called the ghosts of the forest. I guess that's why the government keeps trying to make us disappear. You can call me Black Panther, Black Cougar, Black Jaguar, but don't tell me all spots matter when poachers are only making the Black ones endangered. Fact. Black Panthers can survive in any climactic condition, which is why we are ultimately unaffected by the atomic bombs the world continues to drop on us. There's a reason nobody can exterminate us. It doesn't matter what kind of weapon you choose, whether it be a noose or a gun or a law that makes burning black skin legal. We will rise out of the ashes of this country to erupt on your streets, a product of the volcanoes created on plantations. Fact. There's a black rose that only grows in a small town overseas. It is black to the naked eye but it's really a dark crimson red. I'm almost certain my melanin is really the blood of my ancestors crawling out of my skin when they realized the world only thought we were dangerous when it understood how essential our black berries were to civilization. Fact. There hasn't been an official reporting of a lynching, they say, since 1968. Instead of hanging from branches, our souls now hang from streetlights. Instead of watering the trees, our blood now waters the pavement. My people in the street are the same color. I guess that's why they can't tell the difference when we're laying on them. It seems we should stay there and try to blend in because, of course, the tar and feather of America will always be black, just like me. I can't do anything besides breathe when I hear you recite that poem. There's no snapping. There is no applause. Mm -hmm. There is just me just just breathing and accepting the fact that I am hearing something that is so impactful. Um, I look at that. Um, if this if that particular poem was in an art gallery, mm -hmm. um, that would be in the special features. Yeah, thank because, you. Because that's not just something that we are viewing and appreciating as art, um, because I do appreciate that poem, however, that is a gift that is those are words that need to be heard that's not just the walk into the art gallery and you see this beautiful piece of art you need to really understand what you're about to see so you've got a nice little introduction before you walk into that room to see that poem so i really really appreciate that poem so much and i can't wait till that's recorded or somebody records you um, performing that poem so i can show my daughter because yes. that is something that she needs to hear. I need to hear that more often. I love that poem. You have so many lines in there. I was sitting here taking notes. <laughs> my melanin is the blood of my ancestors. Um, so that particular line right there stands out to me because it shows that you appreciate what um, our ancestors have been through for us to be here mm -hmm. reciting poems in Hillsborough on this radio show. Yes. All spots matter. The Black Widow line where you're, said you, you're scared that your king may not come home. Yeah. God personally subscribed me from the dirt like that. So many beautiful, beautiful lines in there that highlight how much you love your skin tone. And yes. I, I really appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much. Again, we've got Debrita Wild Perfection here. She is. You see why she is my favorite poet in North Carolina, because she does not write 
for an audience. Not one poem that I have ever heard her perform was written to entertain you. She is just entertaining you with her experiences. And in my opinion, that is what makes a spoken word poet. That is an experience that she went through. And fortunately, that is just entertaining. Yes. Um, so again, I really appreciate the genuineness of your compensation notebook and you taking the time to share that. I'm going to get to, um, after that, I, I need I need some music because that was just, <laughs> that was heavy. I needed time to go back to the bathroom with this book and um, just hear some so amazing bad. music. <laughs> Here's some amazing music from the homie Quinn Rashad. The song yeah. that I'm about to play, it is titled No Rushing by Quinn Rashad. Quentin Rashad 
2016 Male R&B Artist of the Year. Listeners, I want you all to just appreciate the fact that I'm not just bringing you all the run-of-the-mill artists. We've got Poet of the Year, 2016 R&B Artist of the Year. First episode, I had 9192-2017 Hip Hop Artist of the Year. I hope you all are appreciating the fact that I'm bringing you all quality artists every yes. time here on Spoken Stories and appreciation to what? Poetry. Mm-hmm. Poetry. I got a question for you, young lady. Yes. You have traveled and performed poems across North Carolina. Is there any particular spot that you're like, you know what, listeners, you need to be here. This is where you need to come. Um, gosh, Uh, I don't know. I'm so, I'm so loyal and I really, and because I've, I have worked so hard to build a strong network with people locally, um, I would have to say, I would have to say here in Raleigh. Raleigh, Durham, yeah, Raleigh. Hillsborough, Chapel Hill, the Triangle in general. I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. Uh, when I went to New Orleans last, um, not last year, but over the summer, I was talking with a lot of phenomenal poets I'm friends with on Facebook, and they were asking me about the scene here in Durham, trying in the Triangle area, and I could not talk enough about how amazing that we are because we all appreciate the fact that you want to hear us. Yeah. So we make sure we entertain you. That's one thing I noticed about the Triangle in the sense of our poetry is we know that there are people listening. So we yeah. make sure that you are listening well and you are getting something out of it. But also, you know, the, the, the great thing about the poetry scene here in the Triangle is that the, the, everybody is, we really are a family. And everybody is always connected. There's nobody with, you know, egos acting like they're better than somebody else. Everybody's helping each other, pushing each other, um, just everything. Like, you know, there's is so much love. It's so much love in the poetry scene here. Awesome. I got another question for you. Yes. What is this is the interview portion of the show guys where i just ask very random questions okay. to see how my audience is see how my feature is going to react so nice. my next question is did you brush your teeth this morning i did no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> Crest. my next <laughs> i love it my next question is the real question is just what is the most interesting thing about you to you this is a self-evaluation what do you think is very interesting about you um, wow, what's very interesting I think about me is how I read people's energy. Mm. Um, I think that I'm one of those people that's, um, I don't want to call myself like a, a, a blank canvas, but I pretty much get along with everybody. So um, I'm able to really um, read people's energies when they're on and when they're off. Um, it's so funny, like when I fall out with people, <laughs> like and there, there are not a lot of people who don't like me, but, but for the few people who don't, um, anytime that I do have any bad interactions with them, I'm always the first person to have it. And then everybody else has bad interactions with that same person. So it was just kind of like, I think I read energies very early on. Um, and so I'm able to kind of adjust to that kind of stuff fairly quickly. I love that. I love that. So I'm pretty sure that that's been an advantage in your life because oh, you can yeah. kind of see the bull crap kind of getting thrown at you. So yeah. you can dodge that. I really, that, that's a really, really good characteristic trait. One thing that I noticed about you that I find most interesting is that um, I find that you are serious. Mm-hmm. I find that you are a serious person when we were practice practicing for the play mm-hmm. when uh, you and I have featured at the same shows whether it be SparkCon or shows for church or even at open mics I noticed that you do have this seriousness about you and I do respect that oh, and yeah. you are extremely funny <laughs> so it is hilarious <laughs> to see how serious that you are but, but you know then you're even, funny I won't even call it serious that's discipline that's you know what? me being serious about my work 
because I want to make sure that I give people the best version of me at all times. Oh, yes. it's it, And when I mentioned the funny, tell, tell the people where they can find your Snapchat because your Snapchat oh and your Instagram goodness. is so funny. You do like, <laughs> and then on your Facebook as well, you've got very, very funny videos that you take the time to edit. Like, you are funny. She's sitting here laughing as if I'm saying something facetious, but she knows she's funny. I'm a goofball, like, naturally, and I have been like that since I was little. Like, my favorite actor ever in life is uh, Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. Like, just to give you guys just a way just how to measure my silliness like that is really my guy um but you can reach me you can follow me on instagram um wild perfection the poet um also on facebook wild perfection the poet um and on snapchat uh i think my snapchat name is brita b-r-i-t-a underscore no filter Awesome, because she does not have no filter. She does these funny videos where it's just like, <laughs> I'm driving my car, and this guy tried to holler at me, that, and then I realized that, that he was 21. And I'm like, boy, <laughs> if you don't put your diaper on. Like, she be doing the most funniest videos, and I'm like, Debrita, you are so silly. I have no sense at all. No sense That's at the part all. That's the, the wild part of the perfection. That's the wild perfection. But you do it with a smile on your face, yes. and that is what makes it genuine and makes me able to enjoy it, because you can tell you are enjoying life. Um, We've got a couple more minutes left. Uh, again, we are at WHUP Spoken Stories. We've got Debrita Wild Perfection here. It is an honor being able to interview you and talk about your book, The Art of Eroticism, yes. available um, via her. Follow her on Facebook, Debrita Wild Perfection. You can f- purchase that book with her for only $15, or it's available on Amazon.com for $15.99, as well as the shipping that's included. So please, please, please support this artist because when you get this book, you are going to run to the bathroom, you're going to gift it to your friend who needs some emotionally loving, and you're going to enjoy the fact that this is a erotic book yes. that serves its purpose. It does. Can it's we get one more poem for you before we close out? And Absolutely. I got one last question for you. Okay, go ahead. I'm, I'm going to do the question last. Oh, you're going to do the question I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the question okay. last. Okay. All right. Before I say my poem, though, let me just go ahead and say thank you so much for allowing me to be on your radio show. Like, you are one of the dopest people, like, that I have ever met in life. Thank you for putting me on. You have, you know, introduced me to people. You have had me be a part of some of the shows that you've had. And you are a great person. I appreciate you being a wonderful friend and a poet brother to me. Thank you so much. Thank you so no much. Problem. I feel like I one time I had this. Um, like bad cloud over myself in the Raleigh community and people trying to like say that I wasn't who I was and giving me this name for myself but I feel like that that time where I had this negative energy about myself and that was like the hardest time of my life I wasn't mm-hmm. working trying to provide for my three kids the artist struggle like, we all have it and, and um, I was really presenting myself very serious and like I, I, since my life wasn't necessarily going right outside of poetry I was really paying attention to poetry Mm -hmm. and that people were calling me arrogant and cocky but they didn't understand the fact that I just had to leave a um a job um and then come home and feed my kids and then poetry was my outlet so I was really taking it serious and I appreciate the fact that you continue to be my friend and continue to help me grow in the sense of that dark cloud that I was in and it really has shown like your loyalty you mentioned your loyalty so I really appreciate being a part of that absolutely all right let me get into this poem We've got Debrita Wild Perfection in the studio. This has been our third episode of Spoken Stories. And again, we're going to continue to bring you some heat. Let's listen to Wild Perfection. You told me you prayed for me. That when you fell to your knees every night that God would bring you a woman that understood your crevices and the brightness of your visions but would not be afraid of your shadows. I know it stung. When I pierced ego with needle to stitch closed open wounds from lost battles, but I'm not here to fix you. I've been assigned to make your recovery as smooth as possible to show you how beautiful your scars are to make peace of your tragedies. You are a beautiful broken melody, 
Vinyl that skips in odd places, warped from too many yard sales. I love how unique your scratches are. How I'm able to continue your tunes even when your pain can't produce sounds. My friends tell me I should replace you. They don't understand how I can dance to a record that has no rhythm, but I've honestly had an issue staying on other people's beats. So we're the perfect combination late at night in my living room when it's just me and your music. I want you to know that I'm not leaving. I don't care how loud you play or how many times the needle runs across the same space. You can repeat yourself as many times as you need to. I'm not afraid of your demons. I'm not scared of real monsters, for I have ghosts living in me that most busters cannot identify. So while we pray together, let our nightmares play together until they grow up and realize they were simply the fears of our daydreams. And are you afraid of the dark? Because sometimes we will go there with nothing but a few matches to find pieces of us that got left behind. And sometimes I will hate you and you will despise me and we will use I'm sorry as currency when we forget to make sense. I know you were created to be interwoven into my mess. And I was made to be tangled in your confusion. We are a, a jumbled disarray of unconditional love wrapped in organized chaos, mirroring our wrinkles 50 years from now. I prayed to God for you, that he would bring me someone to love who needed my affirmation just as badly as I needed his intimacy. Someone who'd sit next to me, even though my crown had acquired a few dents. I never asked him for anyone perfect, but it seems as if he flawlessly fermented you just enough to keep me drunk in love with no hangovers, and I will pick from your vines for as long as they wrap around me. We prayed to God for this, for an equation so uniquely complex that we'd be the only ones who knew how to solve for X, and if we are algebra, let our love speak in a code that even in matrices that even Morpheus could not enter. Whether I take the red or the blue pill, I will still end up in your space. Let me love you like newborn. Let you birth feelings in me that I didn't know I had. Let us grow like roses between the concretes of our faults and let us water each other until we find ourselves drowning in our own hearts. Poetry, poetry, poetry in its best form. We've got wild perfection here. Um, every time I hear you perform, I just like just get this like just get mesmerized by your voice and how soothing it is, and the fact that your words are literally uppercuts, uppercuts to the paper. Thank you so much for yes, that poem. Thank you. My last final question: What's next? What's next for Debrita? Wild perfection. You are an actress. I know you got a movie that's going to be on Netflix pretty soon. Oh yeah. You have a book out. Um, so much accomplishments that you have done, I'm pretty sure uh, Miss Mindy Fuller, that's her name, right? <laughs> yes. Miss Mindy Fuller, I'm pretty sure Miss Mindy is very excited and happy for you, but oh, yeah. for you, what do you look, what's next for you? Okay, so as you mentioned, um, I, 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 I am acting in a movie, it's called Two Wrongs, and it will be out on Netflix October the 17th, um, so make sure you look out for that. Um, what I hope to do is to drop my second book, which will be non-erotic. So the first book was erotic. The second book is going to be all non-erotic poetry. Um, and that's the deep stuff. That's where you'll hear the Black Panther poem and poems like that. Um, and I also have been, God has been giving me this vision in my head constantly about doing a one-woman showcase. So I'm hoping to use my, you know, my theater talents um, and, and, and uh, everything that I've learned and the discipline that I have and to make a show where I can showcase these poems in the form of a story um, on stage. So that is the next huge project for me. And also, of course, with the poetry, I would like to um, travel more. 
So my next step for that is also to get to, to different places like Atlanta or um, New Orleans or like Memphis and places like that so other people can really um, see who I am and what I do. So those are my, those are my next uh, my plans for myself. Well, I wish you so much luck and success. And honestly, my words of wishes don't even matter to you because I know that you are going to pursue your dream. I know you're going to pursue what's coming at you because of just the person that you are. Um, Your discipline, as you said, not seriousness. I'm glad that she corrected that. It's not seriousness. It's discipline and respecting the situation. So I thank you for coming on this show. Please, please find her on um, your social site, Insta, Snapchat, Wild Perfection the Poet. You can find her book, which is titled the Art of Eroticism. You can find that on Amazon.com or you can purchase that through her. Um, this is episode number three. And again, you know what this is about. This is about words that we are bringing to you. So thank you. Yes, thank you.